0: I recently read an article on the science of learning, and the article is written by Mary Ellen Flannery. And in this article, they ask psychology teachers about different teaching strategies. And the idea is that psychology teachers they have a very good understanding of how the brain works, but also of how students learn. So who better to ask about some of the strategies that they are using to help their students learn. And it was a great article, and I thought, I need to share some of these strategies with our community. So in today's episode of the podcast, I'm doing just that, five different strategies from these psychology teachers that you can take and immediately incorporate into your choral classroom. Let's get into it. Here we go. And welcome, my friends, to the Choir Director Corner Podcast. My name is Matt Walker, I am your host thanks so much for stopping by and joining me for today's episode and today we are talking about learning strategies on the science of learning coming Directly from us from psychology teachers teachers that really understand how the brain works and how students are learning so I mentioned this is an article on the science of learning by Mary Ellen Flannery and so here are five of the strategies that were shared in this article that I think that you can take and immediately incorporate them into your teaching. All right, are ready? Here we go. So the first one is focus on retrieval practice. Now, the author compares this to your students being like squirrels and they're burying acorns of new knowledge in their brains. And so the most important thing that we can do is use retrieval practice, which is asking then those students to dig out that information, but doing it every day day. And if you can, multiple times a day. So for those of us that maybe are seeing our students for just one rehearsal, maybe multiple times of that rehearsal. Now here's a suggested activity related to retrieval practice is having your singers do a brain dump. So I would maybe say something like, maybe you're working on memorization with your singers uh maybe you're working on a specific concept maybe it's related to vocal technique or maybe it's related to music theory and this would be sort of a pair share activity where you ask your singers to do a brain dump write it everything that they possibly know on that topic. Or maybe if you're doing memorization, they try and write out as much of the lyrics to that piece as they possibly can. And then after a certain amount of time, then they share with their neighbor next to them. And they have that discussion. It's like, oh, what did I have that you didn't have? And vice versa. And so in a way, they're also retrieving that information, but they're also having that collaborative experience and in a way teaching each other so finding ways where you can uh, work that retrieval practice getting them to retrieve that information in your rehearsals that's number one number two is simply just to vary your teaching strategies. And really what this is getting to is sort of changing the learning patterns. It's almost like a pattern interrupt where you uh, you incorporate that pattern interrupt and those singers, those students then, are able to uh, adapt to that new strategy. Whereas if you kind to of do the same thing every single time, well, after a while, just like anything else, they start to tune you out a little bit. But if you have that pattern interrupt and you're changing things, you're able to uh, bring them in to engage them and really get them to pay attention to what you're teaching and how you're trying to teaching it. So there's a couple different suggestions here in the article. One they call the serial positioning effect. And they say that people generally remember the first and the last things they hear. And so, you know, I had a mentor that said to me once, you know, you tell them what you're going to tell them, you tell them, and then you tell them what you told them. And that's really kind of the same thing here, right? You preface it by the lesson by saying, okay, here are the three things that we are really going to focus on in this part of rehearsal. And then when you get done, you sort of uh, have that bookend at the end of it too and say, okay, just to review, to summarize, here are the three things that we went over. And so by doing that, you're repeating those really important learning objectives at the beginning and at the end. And they're going to be more likely then to retain that information. Because again, they're more likely to remember the very first and last things that they hear. So they call it serial positioning. Another strategy that's part of this in varying your strategies is what they call the interleaving effect. And what the interleaving effect is, is alternating between new and old content. And by going back and forth, not only you're not overwhelming the students or your singers with all new information, You're giving them some old information that they're able to recall, but they're also able then to make those uh, relationships between the two pieces, between the new information and the old information. It's really important for them to start making those connections and by weaving in the new with the old, you can really get them to uh, really start building those uh, connections in different pieces of information the third strategy that the article suggests is making real life connections and i think this is something that choir directors and music teachers in general uh, do a really good job of Um, but they do have a suggestion where they say don't be afraid to talk about yourself in the classroom you know, giving your singers, your students, something personal to latch on to uh, and to relate to, there's a greater chance of then remembering and retaining that information. And there's also an emotional aspect too, right? Where if you can start to make emotional connections, they can use that emotional connection then to connect deeper with that information whatever you happen to be working on in your rehearsal at that time and so you can also you know use stories and one of the things that i love to do in rehearsal is to tell stories and sometimes it's just kind of off the wall sometimes it's uh, experiences that i had growing up Um, Sometimes it's experiences about my family, and I have a daughter in high school now. And so, you know, without giving away too much information, I can tell them some stories about what she is experiencing, and my high school students, they can almost always relate directly to some of the challenges that she is facing. And I can talk to them and say, well... Here is what I am suggesting to her. Maybe this is something then that will help you in dealing with whatever challenge that this is, right? So anytime that you can build stories into uh into your rehearsals and in this case trying to make that real life connection whether it's something having to do with you and yourself and also you know something that having to do with wherever your singers are currently uh, in their lives i think that's also great because it's building relationships and you're building those relationships and that also then is building relationships Trust and a lot of the issues that I see choir directors talking about um, whether you know they're having trouble with uh, apathetic singers or singers not wanting to sing out, Um, and certainly there may be music uh, reasons for that, but a lot of that really goes back to building relationships with your singers. Right. And once you're building those relationships, you can build that trust. It's a singer director relationship, but then also building that trust amongst the singers as well. And once you start to do that, um, you can really see your ensemble uh, take some big steps forward and making real life connections is just one part of that. So that's the third strategy the fourth strategy that the article talks about is the using the power of dual coding now what they mean by dual coding is uh, you know they explain it as using words and visuals it's like well okay we're all always using words we're singing words right so we're using the musical aspect we're using text but what could we incorporate visually maybe besides the the sheet music what, what could we incorporate visually um, into our rehearsals, into our lessons, that could further not only the retention but just the the level of learning of our singers? And I'm thinking about diagrams and. Doing some listening exercises and then having them maybe they're doing a diagram of the form, they don't even have the sheet music of the piece, but could they do a diagram of the form? And that's a great way to talk about musical form and the different types of musical forms and how you, um, how you know how you uh tell the difference between different sections of music and how is music structured, right? Having them doing a a visual diagram. Um, Another idea would be talking about, uh, you know, if you're working through a piece of music, uh, doing a diagram of the different sections. And again, getting back to memorization, right? Using it as a memorization tool. I can remember very early on uh, in my teaching career, and I was doing a piece by Eugene Butler with my treble choir. And were just having the darndest time memorizing that piece because there were lots of little sections to it. You know, I think you could really sort of break it down into, you know, seven or eight different sections, a couple of those repeated, but a lot of them were very different. So what I did was I made a visual diagram and I, you know, sketched it all out. Uh, almost like a graphic organizer, and sketched it all out on a piece of paper. And so it showed the different sections of the piece visually, the changes in the text. But I also talked about the changes in the rhythm, the changes in tempo. And I made copies of that. And then I also put that, had it written down on our whiteboard when they came into rehearsal that day. And within two more rehearsals, they had the whole piece memorized right? And they also, had not just the memorization, but they had a greater understanding of the composition of of the structure of the piece, the construction of the piece, yeah? Had a greater understanding of that and really what was the composer's intent. So it certainly helped with memorization, but it also helped them to, again, reach a deeper level of understanding. That's really what we're getting at with these strategies here, right? So that is using the power of dual coding. The fifth and final strategy that I will share with you from this article has to do more with our classroom environment and building a classroom community. You know, this is a, a very difficult year for teachers and for students, and we're entering the time of year, the holiday season, where it can be even more stressful. Certainly is for music teachers, but you have to remember for our singers, for our students as well. It can be an incredibly stressful time. And so this is discussed in the article, and the strategy here, the suggestion is don't take misbehavior personally and i know this is really hard this is something that's always been very difficult for me to do Um, but you know the advice here is you know don't take it personally and here's a quote if a student is acting out there's a reason and most of the time unless you're a jerk it has nothing to do with you and i think that is so true like we totally take this Uh, personally, when students, when singers act out in our rehearsals. And the vast majority of the time, it has nothing to do with us. It could be, you know, they didn't do well on a test. It could be, you know, relationships with other students. You know, oftentimes we have no idea what they're dealing with at home. Uh, Certainly now in the time of COVID, there are health issues issues upon health issues that you know students are dealing with and so it's just really important you know as the article says to focus on the behavior but not the individual and so you know, with these uh, these psychology teachers that they talked with, they often describe themselves as good listeners, focused on relationships, and unreactive to drama. And I think most music teachers honestly are pretty good at those things too. Like we're pretty good listeners and we often have a lot of <laughs> a little bit more dramatic uh, singers, right? Dramatic students, dramatic people that uh, we work with on a regular basis. So we get used to, uh, to dealing with that sort of thing. So when you're talking with your singers you're talking with your students about whatever it is is going on the advice here is to make it not a personal thing with them to make it specific about that behavior and part of this too is setting up our singers to succeed by being very clear with our expectations and our procedures you know saying okay this is what I expect at the beginning of class. This is how we're going to start. I'm going to start warm ups right when the bell rings. My expectation is that in rehearsal, if you have something to add, you're going to raise your hand and I will call on you to either add something to the discussion or to ask a question, right? putting them in the position to succeed by being very clear and very consistent with those uh, those procedures, with those expectations. And that will solve a lot of the problems. But when you do have a singer that, for whatever reason, acts out, again, trying to really stress the relationship and it's hard because um you could be angry with them right you could be very frustrated with whatever it was that they did you know maybe they were a huge distraction in your class The goal here is to really try to get to the root of the problem so that not only, you know, do you have whatever situation it was happen again, but you can start to rebuild that positive relationship and start to rebuild that sense of trust between you and the student. Well, those are the five strategies, my friends. I hope that this episode has been helpful to you. I hope you can find some ideas in here that you can immediately incorporate into your rehearsals so that you can help your singers get to a deeper level of learning and understanding. Thanks so much for listening, and I will see you next week. (laughs) Are you looking for resources that will save you time and frustration? Want to dive deeper into topics related to your teaching? Then check out the Choir Director Corner Community Membership over at ChoirDirectorCorner.com forward slash membership.